0: So it is break time for The Deep, but I wanted to share something with you that you may have seen on my social media when I had my talk with David the Psychic. There's been so many incredible moments throughout Season 1 of The Deep that have personally changed me or taught me lessons. But there was a moment with David that was a real personal gift for me. And I just want to share a bit about that with you guys today. It's a little special bonus ep. A lot of you guys have also asked me to share my personal story um, and traumas. And you'll hear a tiny bit of one today, a tiny little part of my story today. But there's a reason for me not sharing my story. And that is because the deep isn't about me. It's about you. It's about the guests. And I'm really happy to keep it that way for a little while. We are back next week with new episodes, 6am Tuesday morning. And um, I'm really excited about season two. So thank you guys for all your support. It means everything. This isn't an edited, clean conversation. It's just something that I wanted to do for you guys. So looking back at how this all began, um, I think I was really led by this nagging feeling in my gut that I had to create something that I am deeply fascinated with that wasn't being made in the way that I felt felt. Has been shown before. So there are brilliant people that have brilliant podcasts that share these kind of conversations, but sometimes for an older demographic or perhaps um, a different niche. So there wasn't really, I didn't have any expectation. I just knew that I had to do it. And I have to say, you know, personally, this has been such a big job. Creating the deep has been enormous, enormous. And I always knew it would be big, but I didn't know it would be this big. I didn't know it would have so many um, legalities. I didn't know that it would have um, such an impact, I think, to everybody that was involved and everyone else that kind of dominoed around that. It's so big and, you know, a lot of (laughs) – it's crazy to say but you know thousands and like tens of thousands of dollars um have been put into this because it was paramount for the quality to be good and um all of those elements of a business and a startup take a lot of money so I wanted to do it well and I think when it came to David you know I had all of you guys listening and and all of the love pouring in of how it had impacted you and how it had changed you. And that, you know, that makes everything so worthwhile. But on a personal level, the reading that David gave me before, so I have to vet every single guest. I have to have an extensive briefing call with all of them and I had to make sure that David was as legitimate of a psychic as any and he had to read me and i think i will be forever grateful for that reading because um as a personal gift from the deep it was the first personal gift i got and um was it yeah that was deeply healing for me you know, and if you guys are all wondering what he said, I might share something with you now because, you know, we've got time. Um, so my mum died of cancer. Um, what year are we? Yeah, I want to say 14 years ago. And it was very, uh, it was cancer, but it was quick And um, he brought up things that he said to me, "Uh, can we talk, your mum would like to talk about the day that she died. Is that okay with you? And I was like, wow, that's really specific. Like he hasn't even discussed her being sick or anything and we're just going there. And I was like, absolutely. And he said, "Um, you slept the night. Was she in hospital? And I said, yes he said you slept the night and i said yes he goes but not with her and i said no because i was really scared i'd heard the doctor had briefed me um the night before and said you know sometimes when people pass away it can be um quite traumatizing for the family that are left behind they can you know uh they they can fight the last moments it can there can be a lot of noise there can be um lots of bodily movements, it can be disturbing. And I was like, oh, God, okay. But I was very um, prepared because, you know, he said that this was going to happen and I was like, okay, it's going to happen, I just have to be there. But I didn't want to sleep, not that I really was, but kind of wake in half consciousness to that moment and being that moment that I remembered. So I actually slept um, in like a common room but I would run to my mum's bedside and check on her. And and many of the times she'd taken off her her mask and be gasping for for air. Or I had told her that she had to drink this sustagen drink to be able to, you know, make it another day. And she'd spilt it all over herself. And so I'd had this connection with her where I knew when she needed me throughout the night to run in, but I didn't physically sleep in there. But, um, the the nurses and people were watching her that if I had to go in for the last moment, I could. And um, he said, you know, oh, gosh, I don't want to get emotional on this little reflection. This is not what I was meaning to do. But um, he said, you know, you told your mum that she could go and that you were going to be okay but she really needed to go and she so I said all these things to her and I remember holding her hand and just saying to her that if she needs to go I completely support that and I encourage it because the way in which she is right now in and out of consciousness and in a lot of pain um, that's not where I want her so I encouraged her to go so David said to me She really needed to hear that. She just wants you to know she needed your encouragement. She needed your approval. She needed you to let her go. And she's so incredibly grateful for that. And, um, you know, it... She squeezed my hand and she went so peacefully and it was so beautiful and it was the, um, you know, one of my most favourite moments in my life because I got to do that, just her and I. And um, I think it did upset a lot of my family that they didn't get to come in the last moments, but I didn't want her to know that she was dying I didn't want everyone in there saying goodbye um, and stressing her out. She didn't know until that last moment between us that she was going to go. And um, David then said, after she passed, you went out side of the hospital and you sat on the curb of the hospital and you were thinking – how is everyone getting on with their day? How are the traffic lights flashing and the traffic is stopping and people have somewhere to go? How are the birds chirping? How are people walking past me? How are they laughing? How are they eating? And I had never told anybody that. And he said, Your mum was sitting right next to you on the curb. <laughs> So that was just one thing that he shared with me. I won't tell you all of the rest, but they were so... Um, private and internal things that... I don't... My husband didn't even know that, I don't think. And just to know that... um She... Was with me, and you know, I think the final thing for me that was so important to hear was, um, oh, he said, You know, I. Your mum is saying your little boy is just so beautiful, like really, really handsome. He's just a foxy boy. He's such a foxy looking boy. And I said, oh, no, his name is actually Fox. And she go- he goes, oh, OK, that makes sense. But no, she's saying he's so beautiful. And I said, yeah. And he said, um, <laughs> he said that, um. She really loves that you acknowledge her all the time and you say goodnight to her with Fox every night. And she wants you to know that she reads in books and she's with him all the time. And she wants me to say to you... That she was never, ever going to miss out on being his grandma. <laughs> so this is not what this <laughs> reflection was supposed to be about. But, you know, David, for me personally, that was just... Um, whether you believe it or not, you know... It was such a healing. You can hear it right now was something I needed. I needed confirmation that she is a part of him. And, um, you know, I don't know if I've acknowledged all of my grief with her. But... Something deeply shifted in me after my session with him with being able to acknowledge her a lot more in my life and feel her a lot more in my life. Um, so that is what I mean by that. And I consciously don't make these episodes about me um, when I'm speaking to a guest. I really want to honour and respect their stories. And I know a lot of you have asked to hear my story. Um, And, you know, that is just one little excerpt, I guess. But I just don't want to make it about me, this um, experience with the deep. It's just not about me when these guests have so much to say. So at this point I won't be sharing my story, but who
1: knows in the future
0: You know, I have had a long career in media. I've been, for those of you who have no idea who I am, which is so fine, um, I was a TV host and a radio host on, um, you know, mainstream media. I worked over in New Zealand and, um, you know, I had a national radio show in Australia and um, a little – one with my husband in Brisbane at at a different time. So I've been around for, you know, over a decade and um, love it. Like I love working in media, but I would come in with these big suggestions and I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that and um, they were constantly pushed back or we were getting complaints (laughs) about the content I was providing and um, I think it's because, you know, I, I guess the things that make me curious and that I want to go into are often not palatable for mainstream media. And that's cool, I get it, but it was time, you know, I wanted to make this eight years ago. Um, it was originally called The Truth and the beautiful Erin Molan came over to our house eight years ago and we did a news story on it, which was so funny. With Maud Garrett and Justin Campbell and a couple other people. And it was going to be this TV show. And I had such big dreams. And I pitched it to all the networks. And they were like, no, no, no one's going to watch this. It's too controversial. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I got, you know, paid for doing, being a, a, a media personality. And, you know, getting paid is sometimes helpful. So I was distracted doing that and then I came back and tried to do it again and that didn't work. And so here we are, it has been a very, you know, I also think timing has been really important that the deep had to be received at the perfect moment, divine timing. You know, eight years ago I wouldn't have been able to tell the stories in the way that I can tell them now or or not tell them, hold the space for the stories. Um, I couldn't share them the way they need to be shared. So... You know, COVID has created, and this wasn't intentional, uh, it all just happened that way, but it has allowed people to want more and it has allowed people to search for deeper meaning and to want to understand things in a different light. And um, I'm grateful for every single one of you, even if you're not listening to my little blabbering mess now but I'm grateful for every person that connects with our stories and I mean that is tens of thousands of you a week a week um so that is really meaningful for me because you guys want to hear the things that I want to hear um, and I never have an agenda for guests I don't go oh today I want to speak to this person and tomorrow I want to speak to this person um, I get a gut instinct I follow it up I research it I find someone I ask them to have a briefing call sometimes they're not the right fit sometimes they are and then we have a call and we have a we have it get online and we do the podcast or we meet in the studio, and um, you know, it 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 takes a life of its own. Uh, this is I, I know this is going to sound really woo woo now, but I I'm just the person, the vessel, if you like. This is not me, you know. these, these stories are all around us. I'm purely giving them somewhere to be aired and heard. So um, I really appreciate all of you for listening. Um, I want to know what you want too. You know, people have come in with great stories. Even people have put their own hand up for stories that you'll hear about in season two. Um, people are fascinating. Resilience and trauma and quirks and choices, all of that to me is Deeply fascinating, and also humanizing everyone is important to me. And understanding everyone is important to me. I think that we all walk around with judgments, and um, we're we're raised like that. And you know, the greatest compliment I can ever get is that someone's story has educated someone to be or think differently. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. And keep making quality content, you know, because one day I want this to be a TV show. I want to be able to travel with this. I want to be able to immerse myself in communities and make documentaries for you guys and share these stories. So there's a big picture ahead, um, but one step at a time. And next season, it's a bloody biggie. So if you thought this was a lot, (laughs) there are some funny, beautiful really interesting people coming up um, and things that we really need to know and learn. So thank you for being with me and um, happy little break. I'm coming back real soon. I promise you I'm still recording (laughs) while we're on break anyway. Um, I appreciate you guys and thanks
1: for being a part of the community. Hold up.